like a supportive system and circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I knew there was a, like, I needed to rebuild that independence and that confidence mm-hmm. and that security within myself. Well, and I think that that's so, so key because like you can have the support and it's great to have those that network around you because I think that that's how we survive. And, you know, as humans, we need to have that community yes. around us to be able to feel connected. But again, there's so much importance and connection to yourself and to almost prove to yourself that you can do it mm-hmm. and to just build that confidence up over time too. Yeah. And um, I was completely disconnected like from myself. So um, it was finding I had to find myself yeah. again without interference and mm-hmm. without bias and mm-hmm. not having I didn't want to focus on the past although it still felt very fresh and, and yeah. present mm-hmm. um, but I'm like okay I want to begin this new journey mm-hmm. and I want to put all of my energy yeah. into it you wanna oh! let it go can't let this thing cause I'll get away from you feel free right now to meeting your soul podcast i'm fair your host and i have an amazing guest i'm so excited this is machina we actually went to high school together i've known her for years and now um she's a mental health therapist and she does so much work in the community and just like empowering women and so i'm really stoked to have you on today i'm so excited to be here nervous but like excited <laughs> I don't if i'm being honest <laughs> Well, and I actually wanted to start by doing like a little clearing. So how are you feeling? So you're feeling a little nervous? I feel, yeah, I mean, knowing like the cameras here makes me a little, a little nervous, but yeah. I feel good. Yeah. Okay, cool. I know anything else that you're like kind of nervous about or kind of maybe even things that you're thinking about going into the conversation? No, I, I honestly, I'm like, I just want to be here, be present and just let the flow in. So yeah, but I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be fun. I, I know. I know. This going to be a good time. <laughs> so you're actually and I gave like a little brief overview but give a little history so what what do you do in this world and like would you say like there are three things that you would love for people to know about you love to know about me that they don't know about me well yeah. um I'm a mom and I own a private practice through little birds and family services mm-hmm. but I also do coaching so I'm a self-love and life coach oh, cool. and then I run a therapeutic dance program called dance movement flow mm-hmm. which I started a few years uh, a few years back and so it's been nice to incorporate like therapy within dance and because it's one of my passions and I don't do it a lot anymore so yeah. and you're so well, and I always think of you with dance, and then I love this, the movement element of it, and the somatic therapy, which is definitely having, like, a breakout moment right now, and a lot more people are talking about it, because it is really, like, to be able to move and get into our bodies allows us to get out of our heads a little bit. I do, like, yoga has definitely been, like, a lifesaver for me, but I love to dance as well, so I feel like they kind of have a similar effect on my nervous system. They really do, and, like, I primarily work with children right now, but, I mean, obviously, we dance together, and yeah. Yeah. My whole life has been like choreography, like learning the yeah. routine and practicing mm-hmm. at home. But the big difference with this program is that you're bought, like you are free to mm-hmm. move and like working on emotion regulation through movement and like being able to be creative and children can use their imagination. It's so much fun. And it just, it takes away the, the pressure. Totally. Well, of having to get it right versus like kind yeah. of just tuning in and seeing how your body naturally flows. Exactly. And, and it allows them and myself to be more present. Yeah. And it's very go with the flow. So we shift like based on how the kids are feeling like if yeah. everybody's tired it doesn't matter what activity um yeah. I have planned we will shift based on like the mood and the vibe of the class so yeah well you gotta listen I so much of that um 
sorry, I just want to make sure this is right. Um, so much of that is like really having this opportunity to be um, aware enough to ask yourself, how am I feeling in this mm -hmm. moment? And how can I address that in like a very like supportive way instead of me forcing myself to do something that I think I need to. Exactly. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't actually know that you, I knew a little dabbles of it, but thank you for sharing. Thank you. Um, so, well, so we've cleared the air. We've talked a little bit about um, what you do outside in your like day-to-day -day life. And now we're going to dive into the interview portion of the, the conversation. Yes. So uh, as, as you know, I'm definitely not a surface person. So like we're going to dive deep in the very jump. So what is like probably one of the most challenging things that you've encountered in your life? Oh, gosh. Well, it's been many, many moons. And I know I, yeah. I kind of shared a little bit uh, yes. with you, but um, being in an unhealthy relationship, an unhealthy abusive relationship, it uh, honestly, it changed who I was as a person, mm -hmm. and it was really hard to get out of that and like get back to older Sheena. Yeah, you know. Um, and so I mean, with that, it's I I hit rock bottom. You know, people talk about like hitting rock bottom, mm -hmm. deepest, darkest depression. Yeah, like ever. I moved out of my apartment, dropped out of college, quit my job, moved back in with my parents sleeping on the floor, like in front of a theater, completely just broke. And so I remember, I think that first month of being back at home with my parents, I would, I would just cry like every day mm -hmm. just be like, I'm such a good person. Why did this happen? You know? Yeah. Um, but I also was like in this mindset of like, woe is me. Mm -hmm. Like nothing's going to get better. Like every, like, how do I pick myself up from here? And I was completely isolated. Yeah. Um, initially, not really by choice, but mm -hmm. um, in order to heal myself, I actually I went through like this isolation process. Mm -hmm. So when I was back with my parents, I started going back to church and mm -hmm. like I took this month off and really had to like surrender and dig mm -hmm. deep because mm -hmm. it was easy to. Well, first off, I was constantly in fight mode. Yeah. You know, it's like you have fight flight. Well, I mean, you're about, if, when you're in a toxic relationship, it's almost like your nervous system's so used to always being at that heightened state yep. because you're literally sometimes having to defend yourself physically or emotionally mm -hmm. against someone that's coming and attacking you verbally or however. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It felt like that all the time. Someone could not even say, it's like now we can have a conversation and you can say something and I might go, that kind of offends me, but you know, like in this, the headspace I'm in now, it's like, we can have a conversation. Hey, you know, what did you mean by that? We can talk about it back then. Absolutely not. Like I was always in defense mode and I was like, like uh, what my mom calls it a sharp tongue mm -hmm. where it was like, I'm going to get you first yeah. before you can hurt me. And I'm a, a Pisces, so I know I'm like I'm an empath, and you know more about like Pisces stuff. But I, I love these empaths. <laughs> you know, Pisces are some of my favorite. Like, they're such Pisces. At least a lot of Pisces I know. They're the most sensitive, soft souls in the world. Like they're yeah. so loving, they're so caring, and they give so much to the people around them. Mm -hmm. And so, but then I think there are people that take advantage of that because they see how sensitive you are. But they, you know, don't fuck around with Pisces at the same time. They're definitely going to know. Oh, I'm not one to be fucked around. But that's like, <laughs> like <laughs> Amber Coyne, I was going to say Amber McLean, but her, she's got like a sticker and it has like flowers on it and it says fuck around and find out. I saw it. I'm about to get, yeah. I'm like, I need that. Because it's like, it's so wild because I am nice and compassionate, but at the same time, I mean, it's, I've been called bitch. 
Mm-hmm. But now it's like, I mean, that it doesn't bother me at all because I just, I reframe it and I'm like, I'm just being assertive. I'm holding my boundaries. And yes. if that offends you, then that's like a projection of maybe something that you have an inability mm-hmm. to hold your boundaries and you let people push you around and I'm just not in that space anymore. And I think it takes practice and time to be able to do that oh. with confidence, but still. It yeah. takes a it takes a long time to, to get to that point. It feels like, you know, back when all that stuff was happening, it felt like mm-hmm. everybody was you know, pushing a boundary or everybody was against me, mm-hmm. you know, in that space. And once I kind of went through this process and really sat with myself, I realized I had to, um, for me personally, like, okay, I have to stop having like this victim mentality mm-hmm. and feeling like nothing's ever going to get better because things aren't going to get better until I start taking control. Yeah. And, you know, it's people, depression looks different for everybody. But for me, like getting out of bed and showering, like eating, just kind of just everyday, you know, basic activities of daily living and I just could like meeting those basic needs I was unable to do that so it's like I felt like I was a baby a toddler starting Mm -hmm. you know from the bottom but it was every day like okay I'm gonna wake up getting fresh air I have to move my body and Mm -hmm. I just remember one day I woke up and I was I woke up I would I'd go to sleep sad and I'd wake up sad like there were it was hard to find like any happy moments even when like positive things were happening around me I was in a really negative headspace but I remember like like surrendering and I just like opened up my arms and I'm like, God, please heal my heart. Like come into my heart. Like um and like forgiving myself. Cause it's like you have these um these moments where it's like this person needs to apologize and all of these things, but it's like and it's like then you're putting the onus on them it's like they have to apologize otherwise i'm going to stay here and it's like it's almost taking that power back to be like i'm going to forgive you yeah. so that i can let go of this because this is actually mm-hmm. and it's also you know i like with clients i work with i talk about like functioning and dysfunction a lot yeah. and it's like my body everything was so used to functioning and dysfunction that i couldn't see anything positive and there was a part of me where that was normal it felt mm-hmm. it, like it, it didn't feel good, but it felt good. Like my body recognized it, you know, mm-hmm. until it's like, it's familiar. It, yeah, it's very familiar. And so it took a lot of work to get out of that space, do the work and heal, mm-hmm. um, rebuild relationships. But I think the biggest thing was like, I need to like accept myself and forgive mm-hmm. myself, you know, and I have to take my power and my control back to you because it's really easy to, with any situation to go. I'm not going, nothing can change until this person changes. Some like in, you know, an outside source has to come in and do something for me to be able to be okay. Yeah. And that's just not the reality. <laughs> well, you have no control over that. Like uh-huh. that's, and then again, it's putting the control in someone else's hands instead of having it in your own. Yeah. Oh. Well, I am, well, and you are such a force and you are such a passive like now. And I was like, so how, like, what, like, how long do you think it really took? Like, was there, like, how long did that transition period occur? Like, what, I mean, like, even, okay, let's scale back even further. Like, what, was there a moment where it, like, changed? Was it that surrender moment when you're like, God, please, like, come into my heart? And, like, and that just, like, kind of propelled you on a different path? Like, what, I guess, which, what, what was that fork in the road for you? It did. It was kind of the, like, surrendering and also looking at all of the support that I had mm-hmm. that I wasn't able to really acknowledge. Like, I was grateful and it's like I felt love but I couldn't receive this love and mm-hmm. I saw others putting like loved ones and friends putting in so much effort trying to build me up and I'm like I couldn't receive it but it was that moment of just like surrendering and saying God come into my heart like heal me like I need help 
like I can't do it on my own. And I went to, I, I found a church. I was like, that church is closed. Let's go there, you know? And, um, and also therapy. Mm-hmm. Therapy was a big one because yeah. I mean, also too, is, you know, being black and also being raised in the church and therapy wasn't something we really talked about. No. And when it came to, you know, personal stuff and like, you keep that within your circle, you're not yeah. going to go out and, which is, you know, I'm a therapist now, which I think everything mm-hmm. I've gone through has led me, has led me here. But I remember surrendering, God, going to church and like having this moment where I lifted my hands. And usually um, I was in this place of like insecurity mm-hmm. where I could feel something. It's like God was speaking to me. I could feel it like my whole body was like released, released. Like my if God. you want this, you have like you have to let it go. And I did. And I remember just like putting my hands mm-hmm. up. And before that, I'm looking around to see if like who's watching me, who's mm-hmm. like not like not able to be present, yeah. who's going to judge me. Cause I also felt like everybody was judging me. I remember walking into this church of strangers, no one knew me. And if somebody looked at me, I'd go, what do they know? Well, mm-hmm. like, how do they feel about me? What are their, you know, what are their thoughts? But yeah, I had that moment. And then from that point forward, I just, I made like a, a commitment to myself to really like focus on, I don't even want to say getting back to the old Regina, like finding I, the new me, yeah, the <laughs> this new, new yeah. healthier version of myself and, um, and going to therapy too. I think I needed to talk to someone outside of my circle mm-hmm. and an unbiased perspective. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, even though I knew it's like, you have the, I don't know if you've experienced it before mm-hmm. where you have like your ride or die. Where yeah. if I'm like, I don't like this person or I'm having this issue, however you're feeling, that's how they're feeling, yeah. you know? They're going to reinforce what so it's yeah. you know which is it they're gonna match you they were matching my energy and it always yeah. like the intention was always good but it wasn't necessarily like helpful mm-hmm. for me or what I needed yeah. at in the yeah in that moment but therapy I remember I walked in and I remember being broke and they charged me I think it was fifteen dollars a session oh, nice. which was still like pushing it because I'm like zero. I, I don't work anymore, you know? Yeah. So it's like having people help me out to for $15 so I could go to therapy. And I remember walking in and seeing this little old lady and I go, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> you're not going to be able to help me. Hey, you, no, you, I'm too much. Like, you, like you're not going to be able to vibe with me. And yeah. so I just, um, I was so avoided and I just walked in. She's like, yeah, I said, you know, she does her whole little spiel and I'm yeah. just sitting there like I'm in my mind. I'm going, not saying shit, not yeah. saying shit. When's this over? Mm. And there was one question. I don't remember what it was. And I just broke down, mm. broke down. And it's like, I didn't have to give every single detail. There were just mm-hmm. a few things that I needed to release. Yeah. And yeah. it felt so good. So I went to therapy, I think, for three months. And that was really helpful, too. And then did you stick with it? Or were you like, at that point, did you feel like you had healed enough to be able to kind of take it into your own I felt like I had healed enough to be able to take it into my own hands. And I wanted to utilize the tools that I had learned and like take those out into the real world and to really challenge myself. Like, OK, I think I can do this. But I, I wanted support and I had a set, like a supportive system and circle, mm-hmm. um, but I knew there was a, like, I needed to rebuild that independence and that confidence mm-hmm. and that security within myself. 
Well, and I think that that's so, so key because like you can have the support and it's great to have those that network around you because I think that that's how we survive. And, you know, as humans, we need to have that community yes. around us to be able to feel connected. But again, there's so much importance and connection to yourself and to almost prove to yourself that you can do it mm -hmm. and to just build that confidence up over time too. Yeah. And I was completely disconnected like from myself. So um, it was finding, I had to find myself again without interference and without bias and not having, I didn't want to focus on the past, although it still felt very fresh and, and yeah. present. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm like, okay, I want to begin this new journey mm -hmm. and I want to put all of my energy yeah. into it. You're like, I'm committed to myself mm -hmm. and at least understanding that person yep. a little bit more. And how did that go? Like, what was that like for you? It was, it was challenging. I mean, it was definitely challenging. And yeah. I think the hardest thing was trying not to fall back into old patterns. Mm -hmm. And for me, mm -hmm. even like during this process, I remember before, like the rock bottom, I would, I'd work like seven days a week, mm -hmm. three jobs, doubles. So very avoided, you know, it's <laughs> associated yeah. and doing everything. Fill your time with everything. It's just so you don't have to think about what actually is going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. And for me, it was actually really easy. There were the select people that knew certain things that were going on in my life. But for the most part, it's like I could go to work and I would feel like myself in that mm -hmm. moment, you know? Um, and then if I wasn't doing that, I was partying and drinking and just being stupid, you know, just yeah. being stupid. But I was like, <laughs> it's not, it's all like, yeah. you're, you're like, if I don't just keep doing this, then I won't give it, I won't feel, yeah. you know? And like sometimes, especially I think for empaths, it's a lot, it's a mm -hmm. lot to take on. And so, like, so it sounds like you cleared out some space to be able to really hear yourself and to be able to listen and go within. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. How, like, what were you to say, like, were the challenges of it? Um, probably like accepting and forgiving myself mm -hmm. really. And like, and being, oh, like releasing all of the judgment, um, like from others, but also like for myself, because I started, I mean, as a, now I, I'm always talking about like self-love and just accepting and embracing who you are. I wasn't really able to do that. And so I'd often look, look back and go, I miss that girl. Like, how did that girl get here? Or I'm a dropout and look at, you know, this person's doing this. And if I would have stayed on this path or if I would have been stronger and not been so weak, then I would be in a completely different place in my life. Which, you know, and you just said that. And it's like, I think everyone goes through those moments because mm -hmm. we look back and we're like, if I would have taken this path or if I would have gone this direction, how would my life be different? And it's so hard to not compare mm -hmm. and like, or think of those what ifs. But then it's like, what led you to having this more of like acceptance for what is in this moment? Because I know that that was like very transformative for me to be like, I can't control this. This is not what the reality is. My reality is right in front of me. So like, what can I do with that? And I know that I've trained myself to think that way, but that wasn't always the case. So I'm just curious how you got to that point. Um, lots of practice, um, lots of work. I really focused on like what I was, how I was fueling my body. Mm. Like the, even like the music I listened to, yeah. uh, the people I hung around. Um, so I, I always wanted to be around um, not necessarily, I don't want to say like positive people, but people that were, had the like same mentality as me or were in that safe, uh, in that same space of wanting to focus on self-love and um, similar values. And yeah, yeah. really yeah. focusing, yeah, coming back to like my values and my morals because I felt like they were not 
and alignment at the time. Mm -hmm. And so getting back to what felt good. Um, and yeah, that took, that took a lot of work. And I, I was a completely, uh, again, like I said, it's like, I, not something I talk about, like I haven't talked about in years. Um, but I just, I was a, a person, I didn't recognize mm -hmm. who I was at, like at all. And I think that that's hard because it's hard to not just slip back into, I can't recognize myself. How did I get here? And then it's like, now you come out of it and you have to really reestablish like who, who you are, that connection to yourself mm -hmm. and then to continue to strengthen it and not to fall back into old habits, which is like a whole task all on its own, which I know is not easy. And it's definitely been something that I've struggled with personally. And it's been one of those things like, how do I Peace to whoever um, it's like how do you find um how do you keep strengthening these things that you know are best for you and that you know that you want to live and like the values and the people that you want to be around and not to slip into what was because it's in the past and it's like I got I have to let it go one of my teachers so I say that was then this is now mm -hmm. that was then this is now and just like to kind of reframe it within your mind and recognize the power in presence and what it can offer you there's so much power in yeah. presence you know and that's one of my affirmations that mm. I would say daily and affirmations are really important to me mm -hmm. I am not defined by my past mm. you know and it's so I, I I'm always talking to myself you know yeah. like some people think it's weird like affirmation and yeah. I'm like one of those people I'm like look in the mirror and say your like look, your, look at yourself in the eyes you know yes. and, and connect yourself it's really yeah. powerful and it's like you have to say those affirmations like I am loved and you know all of the whatever you know the affirmations are that you're using but you have to you may not believe it in the beginning but I feel like the more you really dive in mm -hmm. and you are consistent really? it's like over time you're you believe it yes it becomes, you, embody it. you embody it because like after like what are they like um yeah we've talked about manifestation and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. too and it's like being able to, the, one of my favorite authors, uh, Neville Goddard, um, he wrote The Power of Intention, and he brought, he's like, feel the feeling of the wish fulfilled, and so, and I, like, he talks about that in creating things, but, like, I think of that in, like, how I look at myself, like, feel the feelings of the wish fulfilled, what would it be like if I actually believed I was loved, what would it feel like if I actually believed these things, and, like, I think when you look at yourself, you say it out loud, and you own it, it's like, your body's gonna get infused with that, and, yep. like, the more you do it, like, again, you're like the neural pathways, like, you're like, like, if you were like, ways of believing and living, but like, so, um, but, and I think that there's, so it, I think it's, I love that you're sharing this because I think that it's really easy for people like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you say that because you've been doing it forever and that works for you. And it's like, Oh, this wasn't always the case. I, I had to make a conscious effort to make these changes in my life and I found a benefit from this, but it wasn't going to happen overnight and it definitely took time. Yeah. And I feel like every day, every day I wake up and I know I'm a work in progress. And that's something I think everyone should accept too, like embrace that too. Mm -hmm. Every day, like we are a work in progress, mm -hmm. you know, every day is an opportunity for growth. And mm -hmm. um, it's, I'm happy with where I'm at in who I am as a person like I feel secure in that even on my bad days or you know I'm like I like me like mm -hmm. I'm a fucking boss I feel really yeah. good about yeah. myself and mm -hmm. it's I don't like to spend too much time in the past but sometimes I have to reflect on that and remind mm -hmm. myself man look at where you were mm -hmm. all of those things that you never you know you were in the trenches 
Yeah. And look at where you are now. Like, look at the healthy relationships. Look at, you know, that confidence and not having a wall up anymore, you know, because I remember there was a time where I'm, I'm such a crybaby. Every, yeah. if I'm mad, sad, happy, I've wife swapped. If when the like couples reunite, you know, like when they like baby feet, I'm like, you know, like that is me. And I knew there was like a shift had taken place in me where I could not cry. I had to learn to like that was crying became a weakness. Yeah. And it's the same way it's like we can practice like our affirmations and train our brain and our thoughts like I had trained myself that like crying is a weakness mm-hmm. all of that emotion that you showed didn't get you anywhere mm-hmm. so you don't show emotion no. you are yeah. hide it don't face mm-hmm. you say you're good maybe smile and then you can fit pushing well, and it's like pushing all of those emotions. Down. And it's, I think it's a survival technique. To oh, for, it is. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's a defense mechanism. Like if I'm good, no one asks the question, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Everything keeps going and I can deal with it on my own. Like, it's always that, like, I got this, like, I don't need to feel these things in order to survive. But I think then, but I, and I always say this, cause I've definitely been, I've, there was a period of time where I didn't cry for a long time and I'm totally a crier too. And I stopped crying. And I remember I had to like, convince myself to cry again and it was like I remember like I like let out and it would just be like a little tear oh, and I was like I got I got one out like, I was so like I was so um overwhelmed I think my nervous system was in such this like fight or flight mode that mm-hmm. I like I couldn't like it was like if I go down that road I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get back out so I'm just not gonna go down it yeah and so it's like, I'm going to get stuck in the mud and I can't because I have too many things to do. And so it's just like, I need to stay focused. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if you don't really feel the sadness, you also don't feel the joy. Like you don't feel the good things either. And exactly. like, it's like, you're always just in this like middle ground. And it's like, what life is that? You know, like if there's going to be some highs and some lows, but like the real, it's, it is a roller coaster. You just got to hang on. And like the, the truck, like the little cart keeps moving if you allow it. To. It really is life. I mean, life is a roller coaster. For sure. And now it's like, I mean, anybody, you can probably ask anybody, if I am feeling something, I allow myself to, I always ask myself questions, either out loud or in my head, mm-hmm. like, okay, what is it that you're feeling? Um, also, like, identifying my triggers, because I still get triggered yeah, by things. Um, and so I have to ask myself, like, was it was I triggered by something mm. that this person said or did like what and I have to do check-ins with myself too um oftentimes like with my basic needs like yeah. why are you upset why are you cranky why are you, you know, why why are you feeling this way did you eat did you sleep mm-hmm. did you get vitamin d yes. did you drink water mm-hmm. are you feeling feeling your body did you meet your basic needs today I've noticed oftentimes that is the case. Yes. I'm not getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. And if somebody does upset me or they hurt my feelings, I'm very open about it. Like I like yeah. resolution where, yeah. you know, before it's like, let's avoid some things. Just like, whatever, it's not that important. Yeah, pick your battles. Yeah, though. you have to pick your battles. But now like I'm in a space where I want to have a conversation or at least let you know how mm-hmm. I'm feeling. 
Well, and otherwise I think it festers. It builds and then it grows into something mm-hmm. more when you can just handle it in that moment and then let it go. And then it's like done. It's like this, like I felt it. We we talked about it. We moved on from it. Yeah. But I the basic needs thing, so real. And I <laughs> that's like what this is about. I don't think people recognize like if I don't like if I don't eat enough. And I like what the other day I was like so annoyed with Bella. And I'm like not normally annoyed by her. I like I actually really love her. So I'm like, I was like, she was just doing weird stuff. And I was like, I was just, I felt, you know, like I was aware, like I'm getting aggravated very quickly and like, what's going on? And I was like, did you eat lunch? No. You're angry. And then I was like, that's why. And I like at this moment and I was like, had to like, I had to treat myself. I was like, hey, this is what's going on. Like, don't put it, like, don't think about her. Like, it's not her fault. You didn't eat. And then I ate something and then I was like, all better. And I was You're like, like, okay. And I'm back. You need and a fucking Snickers. Snickers. <laughs> Snickers. So, Timmy, I probably haven't got all this, to be honest. Yes. Chicky nuggies. <laughs> I think that they that it's it's simple and it's something that I think people don't rec- like they don't think about so they're like oh can't be that and then like I think that's easy to project on the people around you but it's like oh yeah are you taking care of yourself uh-huh. first and foremost are you taking care of yourself and then can you then because I don't think we can truly show up for other people in the best way if we're not taking care of ourselves at first like if not you can't pour from an empty cup and I know that's like said time and time again but it's incredibly true it's true yeah. it's true and I really I don't think people like my main focus is always those basic needs and mm-hmm. I like to develop this self-care chart where people yeah. can track their it's like it's color-coded yeah. you know it's like yeah. you can track your basic needs and it had of course like eating sleeping drinking but it also had like mm-hmm. me time mm-hmm. social time and I also yeah. put like work and other things and at the bottom like each day you kind of you, you go in and color code mm-hmm. and you do a reflection at the end of the week but a part of it is also doing a journal entry oh, so nice. at the bottom you yeah. write down any emotions that you felt that day short journal entry and then at the end of the week you go back and see and I'm, I'm a visual person yeah. so it's a lot easier to identify where it's like there's a lot of blue on here mm-hmm. let me look at you know all my journal entries wow it was really irritable irritable mm-hmm. irritable on these blue days no food no sleep Okay, now what do I need to change? Exactly. Now I now I know I need to make mm-hmm. sure I'm mm-hmm. eating. If I don't eat or if I don't get enough sleep, I'm going to be irritable. Yeah. Well, and aren't we all? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I don't have food, I'm like, mm. oh, it's like, and then you're tired and you're depleted, and it's like, how do you expect to feel? You know, to find joy when you don't even feel like eat? Like that's going to trigger our nervous systems in a totally different way. Mm-hmm how okay so I'm just curious on this is this something that you've always like practiced because like I feel like you really are embodying like your most authentic self and like you're just like owning it and I just love like I love the flavor but I just like it just brings me joy you bring me joy (laughs) but like I and it's so I think just honest and raw and like real and was that always the case like I know you've gone through all of this but how did you get to this point of like it, like truly I feel like you do like you said love yourself and you feel confident in who you are how did you get to that point um to be honest I think after having my first daughter oh really yeah I really I felt you know when I was younger I I was myself you know even in mm-hmm. high school I'd wear pajama pants and it like you're wearing pajamas yeah they're comfortable so yeah. it's like I've always had a mind of my own I've yeah. never gone with the crowd I've always done yeah. you know what I want to do but mm-hmm. after having, you know, my first daughter and then having my other children, I really realized that the only opinion that mattered to me was 
my children. Mm-hmm. I mean, my husband's here, my but my kid. You know, <laughs> like he's cool. He's and right now. Kids are so honest. Yeah. They're so honest and they're mm-hmm. just straightforward. I mean, we also like encourage and teach our kids to like use their voice and sure. and be mm-hmm. assertive. But it's like once I like had my my first daughter, I was like. I don't know. I felt powerful too. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I went through all of these changes with my body and, but I just, I don't know. I found this like sense of gratitude mm-hmm. and I'm like, look at where I'm at. You know? And the power of having a, like creating life. I think it reminds, especially women. And like, you know, I know two parties are involved with the creation of life, but I think when you birth and you like, you create a child within you and then you birth it. And I think especially as a mom for a daughter, it's like, I want to be able to be a good example for her. I want mm-hmm. her to look up to me. I want her to have, like, be proud of who I am as well. Yeah, I want her, like, for, I mean, this is all of, all of my children, but I want them to see me being my authentic self because I know as they grow up, they're going to have their own experiences. There's going to be judgment. Like, I would love to say that the world is kind, but it's not always kind. And so I want them to be secure in who they are. And I feel like the best way, I can say it every day. We do affirmations every day together, but it's, I want them to witness it. I don't want to be that parent that's like, do this, always be kind. I can't say be kind. And then I'm cussing out somebody at the grocery store. Yeah. What example am I set? They're going to, they're going to, they're looking at my actions. Yes. Right. Because they, they don't align. My no. words and actions need to align. So I want them to, I want them to see that yeah. and know that like their mom, I want them to see me caring for myself too. It's mm-hmm. also why I'm very um, mm-hmm. open when it comes to my emotions. Like I allow them to see me cry. I let them know when I'm sad and no, I'm not going to have a full-fledged girlfriend conversation, but I'm really open about that. And in return, my kids are really open with me. Mm-hmm. Because they feel safe to do so. Mom does it, and this is okay. There, there's you've created a space where they feel comfortable to be able to express themselves in whatever, and that could be joy, that could be sadness, that could be anger, in whatever way that is. And then it's like then we all work together through it, and it's that's really beautiful. And I, hundred percent, kids do what you do, not what you say, and that's just what it's, it comes down to. Like yeah. they're gonna modeling, you know, there's all these behavioral development studies, like it's psychology of like what kids do, and it's like they're gonna do what you do. And that's just what it comes down to. It and is. like and modeling that for them. And I think it always like at least as a parent, it's like always puts me in check, like, all right, do I want her to say this? Do I want her to do this? Because she's probably gonna do it afterwards. What does she say? She what the other day but I was like, mommy, are you being a good listener? And I was like, <laughs> like, say that to her. I was like Mommy's not being a good sitter right now. Hey, that first thing. <laughs> like, but thank you for recognizing me and saying that to me in a kind way. And now let's talk about Don't it. Don't you love that though? Like, yeah. that's call you out. But like, oh, like, it'll catch you off guard a little bit. Like, excuse me, if you're like, all right, I like, I needed that. Yeah, I know, no, guy. I know, but I think it is a, it's, it's honesty. And like, the more that we have those moments, oh, you're good. Um, then I think it keeps us accountable just as much as it keeps them accountable and then we grow together. You know, it's like so much of like becoming a parent and the evolution of ourselves. Like I know I've involved so much as a person after having a child because of that. And I don't think you necessarily have to have kids to be able to have those moments, but no, it, it goes to 
a whole nother level when you have like when you really want to do your best for someone like mm -hmm. I really want to be the best version of myself for you and so and like I'm training you how to become a human too so like let me do what I can to make sure that you turn out to be you know at least a functioning citizen of this world that yeah. has like a big heart and that's what we're I yeah. think we're all striving like, for I just want you to be a, a good human which is yeah. you know it's like I like God first and and family and I yeah. wouldn't I don't think of myself as a religious person, mm -hmm. more of like spiritual and non-denominational Christian values. Um, but there's, you know, judgment. I know I've heard it myself. You know, people mm -hmm. are like, how do you believe in God and Jesus? But you say that all the time, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of like this piece me, like something I'm working on, but I also like yeah. want my kids to to witness, like I want them to see me in my most transparent yeah. state. Like I want to be honest about who I am and mm -hmm. I want them to see what it looks like to also um, to be flawed, mm -hmm. right? And there's beauty in that, yeah. you know? You don't yeah. have to do what everybody else does, but I want them to see all this, these different pieces and, and parts of me and know that at the end of the day, like your mom has a good heart. Like she might pop off on somebody because I'm really protective, <laughs> like over my kids. Like mom's like, mom hey, but mom will pop off. She's probably gonna throw an F bomb. You know, it's like they know all these pieces of me. And it's like I never want to um I know I have this this thing about like portraying this perfect mm -hmm. I like I, I don't want that. Like it's, it does a disservice because then everyone is flawed. So if you try to portray this perfect person, and I'm, I'm so much of my upbringing really was like, don't ever let someone see you like falter, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's like that's not that's not real life. That's not realistic. Yeah. And the more that we portray that, the more we're doing a disservice to everyone around us, including our children. Because like when they have a bad moment, then they don't feel like they can really share it. They can't be vulnerable mm -hmm. because they felt like, oh, if I do that, then that's weakness. That's a flaw. That's a problem. And it's like, no, like we're all that. And so like being like accepting yourself, loving yourself in every phase. Yeah. But I, but like you were talking about the spirituality and it's like the spiritual, and I grew up in a Christian home as well. And I, and I was not allowed to cuss when I was younger. And I used to hide it from my mom. My mom was like, you're allowed to cuss. I didn't cuss from my mom. And I got so early because of my mom. But that's like, sad like, mom. She, she knows I, I do, but like, even like, she's not so happy about it. But there is, um, I, but I, you know, and I do cuss in front of Bella periodically. And it's like, because like, you know, sometimes fucking only, like, it's the only way I can really describe how I'm feeling. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like really get this out. Like, talking needs to be open and the F-bomb is required to do so. <laughs> I agree. Oh, but, but then, you know, I think there could be class in all of it too. So it's like, I don't, I don't, I try not to overthink it, that part of it too much because I think that more, what matters more is like, do I have a good heart? Do I have good intentions? Am I treating people the way yeah. I want to be treated? You know, that following that golden rule. And I know, like, I know damn well she's going to see me do that. And I know that she's going to see me treat people right. And I'm going to pick garbage off the ground and I'm going to, like, try to make this world a better place in all that I do. And, like, that I think is way more important than me, like, maybe having that, you know, a moment where I'm like, can you merge? You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, in the car, my kids, they'll tell you, like, I don't know who my mom is. <laughs> drive me. I do. I'm like, not, I always say, I'll be driving. And I'm like, God forgive me. <laughs> that was so rude. I'm like, wow, well, like, what did you get off of <laughs> Between that and laundry, like, those two things will trigger you, girl. It's like, well, no, you're right. It's like one of those things where it's 
that those aren't things that matter and those things don't define who you are no as no. a person for your no. character so no. absolutely well and um you know and I, I like that you brought up this aspect of God because I I'm a very deeply spiritual person and I pray every single day and I have such a deep connection to my heart and soul and it's like that is essential for my happiness like I have to have that connection in order to feel like I'm living authentically and like I feel like the only way I am living authentically is if I am part of the divine and that I'm sharing that and communicating that into the world around me and I think that's the magic you know that's where you find that magic part of like who you truly are and you're showing up in that way and all that you do and that's the magnetism that I think that people are drawn to when you're like that person just like is glowing it's like oh it's not me like this is straight. Like I'm, I'm just a conduit. Like I'm just sharing what's coming through in my heart and trying to be in the representation of that and in, in the world. And like, I feel like you are that too. So yeah. that's why I'm just mm-hmm. curious on your thoughts on that. Yeah. I like, I, every day I wake up and pray. Mm-hmm. I actually pray all the time. And if you like, yeah. again, if you see me on the road and my mouth is just like, I'm, I'm praying. Like, thank you for this. And, you know, like pray for me, keep my family and my friends safe. And, you know, um, but no, prayer is is key. And like my faith is really important to me. Um, and I feel like that's a big part of who I am and my values and in my morals. And that's something I also want to share with my children. So, but yeah, it's very, it plays a, a very significant role, I think, in, in who I am. Yeah. Did you, and I know that you had mentioned that earlier, that you had that connection because they were going to church when you were um, in a depressed episode, but has that, is that where it was established? Was that always a part of your life? Like, what was uh, I've always gone to church, kind of on and off, like, but I mm-hmm. was raised in the church, like Christian, Baptist, and um, so God has always been, um, like, number one in my life. It's something, there wasn't, uh, my parents didn't raise us, there wasn't a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. and now, like, even, like, currently looking for a church home, mm-hmm. because for me, I don't, I don't think going to church every, every Sunday or every day, I don't, yeah. um, I, I think that's, you know, that's great, but for me personally, I don't think that is what's going to, um, I don't know how to, trying to figure out how to, I want to word this, um it's like to have a relationship with god it doesn't necessarily require going yeah. into like a physical space to worship exactly yeah that's what i think about is the relationship i always um even with my kids i tell them it's more about your personal relationship it's not about everybody else's relationship with with god it's about your personal relationship and um so yeah which is why i'm really picky and we go to different churches and um I believe I have like this gift of discernment. <laughs> My mom has it too, of where uh, if I, I walk into a space or an environment, mm-hmm. it's like I immediately, if I feel something is off, I will say a prayer. Really? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, you're probably, um, I don't know if you've heard like the Claire's, but um, Claire Sentience, I think, is like this knowing. It's like, it's, well, they, Claire's, they say, are like psychic abilities. And so I don't know that in different ways but it's like just this internal knowing immediately when you go into a conversation or when you're talking to a person or in an environment where you can just like you just get like a little sixth sense it's like the spider my teachers used to say your six your spidey senses go off Mm -hmm. and so i think you like might just have like this ability to be like and i recognize it i feel it and then it's like and then i always like back to the divine like please help me, please protect me, just like take care of me in the setting and like help me navigate the situation. And then it's like, and then I just kind of trust my intuition to lead from that. Yeah, forward. it's like, you have to do that. And I remember I would, I, I that would happen when I was younger too. And I was like, mm-hmm. what is, you know, what is this? And I remember yeah. having a conversation with my mom and 
Um, she was like, that's, you know, that's discernment. And she was like, you live you to that. It's like, even, you know, those moments where you're supposed to go somewhere and yeah. there's a part of you that's like, like, I really don't want to go. Like, I'm not feeling comfortable. Like, I don't know what something's it is. Off. Something's off. And then something happens and you're like, thank you, God. You yeah. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so I really, I yeah. listen to that when it comes to even meeting people and also like certain connections. I can meet somebody instantly and immediately vibe with them yeah. and so like I can be um open and share I, I love I'm always sharing but it's like the the oversharing where it's like we're not doing that hey how are you how's it going like it's like how are you how are you <laughs> today we're diving deep like like tell me about your family like let's talk about family like stuff like that like I want to know like who you really are not who you want us right yeah not just like that surface it's like I always say and um like another thing that I do with myself I started doing it with myself and then I would do with clients like who are you mm. like after like like who are who am I yeah and I remember the first time I answered that question it was I'm a mom I'm a wife I'm a therapist um I listed off all my titles my titles don't tell you anything. Just because I say I'm a mom and wife doesn't mean I'm a good one. I am an amazing one. But those things, <laughs> but the thing is, those really don't tell you anything about who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, like, man, it's actually a little scary to be like, I am confident. I am beautiful. I am resilient. Mm-hmm. I am kind. I am honest. Like, when's the last time, like, when you go to a job interview and they tell me about yourself, yeah. We think about it, they don't really want to know about who you are as a person. It's what can you do and what can you provide? Yes. Yeah. What are you offering us essentially? Yeah. And how can you be of service to this company in whatever way? So now this is intri- <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> I was like, who like who are you? Who would you say you are? Like it, I don't know if that you do this with your clients regularly, like on your side of things, I'm assuming you ask them. But mm-hmm. now I'm just curious, like and I, I'll share too soon. But like <laughs> you're like doing this off off uh, off the cuff, but like who would you say you are? Like at this point in your life, who are you? I am ooh, I'm a lot of things. Um my, I feel like I like I'm a soldier. Mm-hmm. Like, and that can be, I mean, I guess defined in so many yeah. different ways. Um I am loving, I'm a nurturer by nature. Yeah. Um, I'm secure with who I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think. I think a big, I, like a big one is like the security one, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and like you're secure with who you are, or you're offering security to others. Um, I think both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. both, and um, I'm an honest, trustworthy person, and it's very much what you see is what you get mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the most part, unless you like. <laughs> keep overstepping Fuck my boundaries but also like authenticity like I feel like I am an authentic yeah. person you know mm-hmm. I'm authentic in um and who I am and I remember thinking you know people talk about like pieces or parts of them and um I think we all have lots of pieces yeah. and parts of us and um I feel like I'm authentic but at the same time there might be certain people that don't get every piece of me yeah depending on the relationship and what you feel comfortable to share mm-hmm. you know I I have to feel safe with someone in order to share. like I try to be authentic but it's also like 
that's a boundary. I get I get to choose how much yeah. energy and how much I divulge to someone, you mm -hmm. know, and that's and that's okay. And that's up to you too. And I think that was a in the past that was a struggle. Like mm -hmm. if I wasn't giving every single piece of me to every single body and they knew everything, then I wasn't being authentic. Mm -hmm. Which I think also played a role in me having to create and maintain boundaries. Yeah. Everything mm -hmm. isn't for everybody. Like I am this this mm -hmm. open book, but realizing like I can show up every day as my authentic self and mm -hmm. I get to choose what I want to give and put out there. Mm -hmm. And and it's gonna might change every day and with each person and yeah, the same person on a different day. Mm -hmm. So and that's okay too. And yeah. if you see me on my reels, one day I, I'm in braids, a wig, my hair is in a <laughs> it's not done, got makeup on. So <laughs> little kind of sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I have eyebrows, sometimes I don't have eyebrows like it really well and it's like showing up and that so much of it is just showing up showing up as all of you mm -hmm. and like that like when we do that there there becomes that becomes more connection because then we get to see all the different parts of you and we're multi-dimensional people yeah. like we're multi multifaceted like I'm not going to be the same person every single day and no one is yeah. and anyone that tries to portray that like you're trying like I don't like you're trying too hard because like <laughs> shit is tough some days. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> some days I want to be done. And it's some days I want to be more outgoing. Some days like even within like your cycle as a woman. It's like some days I want to be out there, some days I want to be this. And then other days, like I'm in my sweats all day and I'm not changing out of mm -hmm. them unless I absolutely have to. And it's like I'm giving myself permission to be all the different phases. I I actually I want to get a tattoo of like the moon cycle on me because it's like love yourself in every phase. Like mm -hmm. there's gonna be different points in like how you're feeling and where you're at, but like I'm gonna still love myself and accept myself and whatever that is. And I'm not there's no expectation. You have to embrace that. And like you yes. said, love yourself in every single phase. Yeah. And it's even, you know, we talk about like with kids um, and I think about the movie, the movie Inside Out, you know, where it's like joy. Yeah. And even I think, you know, people think about that too, like joy and happiness is like the primary emotion. That is what you strive for. Mm -hmm. Yes, I try and find joy. I try and find joy and, and gratitude in every single day. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that I'm like, yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. But sometimes it's like I stepped outside today and the air feels good. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna find joy in that but I yeah. also work really hard on um like accepting like when I'm angry mm -hmm. and when I'm sad and feeling and accepting all of those emotions equally mm -hmm. and not putting happiness and joy on the pedestal mm -hmm. like yes I, I want to fill that in um I strive to fill that every single day yeah. while also but at the same time I don't want to minimize mm -hmm. any of the other feelings well, and because they all play a part, you know, they're all there to teach us a lesson when we feel angry. There's probably a reason why. And so mm -hmm. it's like recognizing that and not being afraid to look at that because there is, there's some truth in there and whatever it means. Exactly. Yeah. I was it why one of my teachers called spiritual bypassing. And I remember when I got really spiritual um, for a period, like, I feel like I'm still a spiritual person, but when I first got really exposed to it, I was like, no, my innate feeling is joy. So I'm going to feel joy all the time. And if I felt any other emotion, I was like, no, fair. You're not a, like bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not supposed to feel anything like, or even anger and other things. I was like, no, no, you're joy. That's what you are. Stay in this space. Don't let yourself creep into any other spots. And I recognized that there was, I wasn't living fully. Like I wasn't really being the full embodiment of who I was because I wasn't 
I also was then denying my power in some ways to be able to set those boundaries, to be assertive in some ways, to be a little sassy. Like I got a little sass in me. So like sometimes that needs to come out too. (laughs) And like that is me being a complete and full person, the yin and the yang, the light and the dark. So I love that. I know. What brings you joy? What would you say brings you joy? Oh, I'm sure it changes every day, but like what are the things now? It's a major uh, points for you. The primary, like my kids and my family, that is like always like my priority they bring me um the most joy but right now I think in this place that I'm in it's Mm -hmm. often the simple things I've been really focusing on simplicity Mm -hmm. and doing at least one thing that brings me joy like you said it changes every day um I love to read so if I can sit down and read for 10 minutes we've had fucking sunshine oh hallelujah yes i'm like when we get that vitamin d i'm like i will just i'll put Mm -hmm. a a blanket out in the front yard and i just go and lay out there you know it's the the little thing so Mm -hmm. i'm trying to to focus more on simplicity Mm -hmm. keeping it simple and um because i think it's easy to i don't know i mean it's like yeah big things do bring you joy but I don't want it to always be like you doesn't have to be grandiose in order to find like some happiness or like to laugh or smile exactly Mm -hmm. and sometimes the simplest things are like the ones that are like that bring the most contentment because like laying on the you just said that I was like what I would do to like it was was it Saturday that we had a good Sunday yeah it was my birthday Ah. yeah I bought the sun But I have, uh, wait, Bella, I was like, Billy, you want to go to the beach? She was like, I'm going to be a little crabby bear too. And she's like, I don't want to go to the beach. And I was like, well, let's go to the beach for 15 minutes. Because I think, you know, she's three. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, let's go to the beach for a little bit. Prima needs to go. My dog needs to go for a walk. So like, let's take her for the beach. If we don't want to stay, we don't have to stay. And so she's like, okay, fine. And the fact that she has that much sass as a three-year-old concerns me. But um, so we go and we, um, and then like within five minutes, she like flips her shoes off. She's like running around in the sand and she's like having the time of her life. We end up staying for a couple hours, but I was just laying there and soaking up the sun. And I was like, I am so happy. And like, just to be on the earth in like, like near the ground, like that grounding exercise. And then to have the vitamin D shining now, I was like, this was so needed. And like, yeah. it was like, I was at Alki and I was like a bunch of people and I was like, this was required, but how was your birthday? Y'all, you guys made a music video for your birthday. She made a music video with her husband. It's literally laughing and being like, yeah. I was like, watching this. You brought me joy. I was so happy about it. I was like, goals. I need to, I need to do this as I'm like, I brought me, I just was so, and I, I don't know why I brought me so much joy. It was, it was really fun. And after we like made it and then I, I put it in the slow motion, I was like, hell yeah. And because originally I'm not going to lie, I was like, oh, it's my birthday. I was like, I'm going to do a really cute reel. Like I'm going to get really cute and do like, I saw this video where they do outfit changes. Oh and yeah. Like, Boom. Bam. You know, just yeah. super cute, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's what I'm gonna do. Like, it's my birthday. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna get cute, and I was like, no, that's not the vibe I'm going for at all. I was like, Michael, you want to make a video, a music video? I was like, well, let's wear all black and put on sunglasses in the middle of the night, and we had the door open in the karaoke machine, and I bet our neighbors I'm like, what are they? But uh, it was fun. I, I think we should make one. Now I feel like I need okay. to make a music video. I can make a music video with you. Can't, can't, please. Yeah. 
I've wanted to make a music video multiple times. I actually have, I already have like a little bit of a treatment of like what I think a music video should be. Tori and I were gonna make one back in college and we were gonna like set it up at Reston. Where this is a bit of a detour, but we like I wanted to set it up and like have like a car with the lights flashing out on the like Reston onto the water and then us dancing, like driving like, like <laughs> Like, and you're just like, I don't know. Like, this reminds my music videos. I did it. I was like, I've been working out lately, but my knees are still bad. But I don't know why. Every my daughter, she's like building it, and I'm like, she was really low light. Okay, first I'm gonna do this slow walk. She goes, she goes, why are you gonna do a slow walk when you can like film it and then make it slow? Oh, like okay. And then I would get down, and I'm just like to the side, and like my knees are shaking, and I'm just like doing this. And I go, okay, let's try that again. You go, how many times are you just gonna dance? You dance? You're gonna try to say, I'm gonna try to angles, okay? Okay, I think we're going to try to say, I'm gonna 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 try Puts me on and I'm still on the edge. So I'm like, I'm scooting like a snail to get up there. But then, like, like, we have to do a few different takes of this. Like, There's no way I can get this far. One time, I have one shot. You remember the Vanity King song? Uh, I God. definitely remember Vanity King, but I don't know if I remember this. Oh song. my gosh. I'm oh. tempted to put it on, but that was so good. It was so epic in every single way. Oh, yeah. I, it brought me a lot of joy. I was like laughing. I was like, this is such goals right now. Like I need to, like, I just, there's so much like fun. Cause like we all kind of want to do things like that. But it's like, it's like being that playful, like just being in that creative space and just allowing yourself to be silly is like so needed in life. I but, need that because I'm such a, I'm really goofy and sneaky. Yeah. I'll just say, like, we're weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> weirdos embrace in our house. Because, yeah. you know, when you're younger, like elementary, like being a weirdo. Mm. So, like, like oh, it. not yeah. the, I'm like, no, we're embracing it. Because I know for a fact, if you find me at the grocery store or somewhere, I'm probably doing something, something weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm rebranding here. I'm dancing. <laughs> like, I know. I want to be doing something. <laughs> Dance in airports, like it's good. Yeah, headphones on. A song to get. Not dance right now. Like, like it's like Selena's playing. Like Selena gets me every time. It was like in like Seven Eleven, and she's on, and I was like singing in the background, and I like this guy looked at me, and I was like, I'm sorry, it was Selena. And like I like corrected him, and then I was like, fuck you, bro. Like, <laughs> Um, like that song. Like, yeah, yeah, I have my moment right, right now. Like, right like, but just think about those like days when you're younger, where you for real would just have like concerts and you're dancing yeah. it out. You don't, you don't care about who's watching and who's looking at you. And that's that's what I want to do. It's like we all need to live a little bit more from that space always. And like, yeah. I, I think been so much of it's teaching our kids to be okay doing those things too. Mm -hmm. And like being able to let them have those moments. And like, when we do it, then like, they're going to be okay doing it too. 
Belle and I do concerts every morning in the car. She gets to pick three songs that we sing and we like belt them out. Okay. And they all started with, was it like, we started doing it with different songs. And then Whitney came, Whitney, she's now a huge fan of Whitney. We just went through the whole discography of Beyonce, which then she has found certain songs she loves. She loves Satellites and like, really? she loves Formation. <laughs> Formation is her jam. And she like starts doing her little head bob. I, I'm like, I'm turning, I'm creating monster. And I love it so much. I love it. Oh, okay, okay. We can go on. <laughs> we can, yeah, we can go a whole period. Hey, if we want to, that's my podcast. Thank you for coming and like chatting with me. This has been so fun. You, I was literally crying, but I, I had to talk to you about the video because that really was like, I was like hysterically laughing. And I was like, this is, I got this. This. Like, we got another video. Let's have a video. I want to do them all the time because I <laughs> it was so fun. I just felt like I could get a I'm like, I need to do this one. Yeah, yeah, this is necessary. Um, where can people find you? How can they stay in touch with you? Um, my Instagram at Chalk and Bubbles Club. Yeah, I'm not even gonna say my website because it's long, but um, Three Little Birdies and Family Services yeah. um, is my private practice. So yeah, connect, share, yes. and thank you so much for being here. Thanks Pleasure. for having me. Always. Um, and thank you, thank you all for tuning in. And um, yeah, feel free to connect, find out more about this um amazing human being. She's one of my favorites. And um, check out her Instagram and you'll see the video that I'm talking about, the music video she made with her husband, and it is so good. It's just so and all of your reels are just they crack me up and they bring me. And if if you're looking for a niche. I, I don't got one. <laughs> like you are your essence and that is in its own. It's own. <laughs> if you're I'll have like a bunch of new followers and I'll like I, and then I'll lose all of them because I feel like they're like, wait, she was funny and she got all serious and honest. Like, how are you? But that is real. But it's real like some days I'm like great and like I'm like rocking a little outfit, I'm feeling sassy, and other days I'm laying on the couch in my robe and I'm depressed. Okay, <laughs> and that is being a human, that's being real, and that's being authentic. I think that that is the most powerful thing you can do in life. So, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. you. Thank you all for joining Meeting Your Soul podcast. And, um, yeah, come back and tune in for another episode. Um, on we'll see what happens. Um, and I was like, <laughs> what is my next episode? I haven't planned out my content calendar, but I can't think of it right now. And I'm okay with that. So peace and love to all of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm so glad that's fine. So I like what I see when I'm looking at me when I'm walking past the mirror. mirror.